0: cryptidork
1: that's what we're calling it
0: that's what we're doing now we have to promise that we're not going to spend this entire episode burping into the microphones
1: no we haven't heard back from jess yet about how terrible that audio was so i think we should probably not do it again uh there's almost zero chance that that's listenable for for her she's gonna be pissed sorry jess again uh so sorry jess
0: I like how you called us garbage humans. And I was like, yeah, that's how I feel after poor Jess having to listen. If you
1: burp that much, you're you're garbage. Yeah,
0: You're garbage. Like I started thinking about Garbage Pail Kids and I was like, yeah, we should be on cards of Garbage Pail Kids as the disgusting podcast
1: hosts. Mm -hmm. Oh, we should do that. Yeah, I was talking with Fiona about doing some promotional stuff for the new season and she's like, you should Mm -hmm. do like an actual drawing of some sort. Yes,
0: I think that's a good idea.
1: Not just the logo. But that just means who knows when I'll get it done. Um, I had something in mind. Let me know what you think. But I was just going to do like like an illustration with very simple drawings of the different topics we've covered so far. Yeah. Like really simple. I used to, I did this one way, way back in the day about breakfast that I wanted to emulate.
0: I feel like you've shown me the breakfast drawing. I don't know. It sounds familiar.
1: Have I? Maybe. Everyone probably saw it at some point. The only place I know of it existing anymore is in my friend Kay's uh, apartment. I don't know if they still have it up or not Hmm. either, but they posted it on Instagram at one point.
0: Should we do ourselves as like a a breakfast series? Like what type of breakfast cereal would you be? Yeah. I don't know. In my head that made sense. (laughs) Yeah. Now I kind of want to know what if you were a breakfast cereal, what would you be? I'm Vector. What? No. Why?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a protein cereal. Helps me with my gains. Got to get that protein. You know how many grams of protein I need a, a to lot. make my gains? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's
1: good. <laughs> what about you? What cereal would you be? Um,
0: I mean, all I can think of is my favorite cereal, which is the honey bunches of oats.
1: Oh, that is a good cereal.
0: That's a great cereal. I don't know if that's me, though, as a person.
1: Or what's the other one? Oatmeal Crunch? Oh,
0: yeah, Oatmeal Crisp.
1: Is that it? Oh, is that it? Yeah, goat meal goat crisp. Meal. The really bad commercials with the dad. Oh, you wouldn't like this. It's a goat meal crisp.
0: Oh yeah, that one. I don't know. We were never allowed sugar cereals. so I feel no, like no, neither. Shreddies, regular Cheerios. Yeah, we,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> we had Rice Krispies, regular Cheerios, and more often than not, Raisin Bran.
0: We didn't even get that because there was sugar in it. My mom would have it, but it was for her.
1: Like, oh wow, yeah. You know, we're doing this wrong. We should tell the other person what serial we think they are.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. i got to... hmm. Uh, you're coming up Captain Crunch for me. I don't know.
1: I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I guess it's okay. I <laughs> cut people's mouths.
0: You're you're an admiral in the navy? You're a captain in the navy? He's got admiral bars. Yeah, I think he? he's
1: a captain. I, I think, but he's
0: got admiral I bars. Don't I don't know,
1: whatever. I'm not that <laughs> nautical. I have my voting license, But The cereal is called Captain Crunch. Do you think they're referring to a different captain? Maybe. Than the one on the box?
0: It's Captain Crunch. Not this one. It's a different guy.
1: This is Admiral Crunch's father. (laughs) Nepotism.
0: What would Admiral Crunch cereal be?
1: It would be just larger and sharper.
0: It's more bitey. Shittier version.
1: Yeah. If you have a shitty version of something, what makes it worse?
0: more more blood in your mouth.
1: Um I'm going to go I'm going to go with uh with porridge for you.
0: Oh, boo. <laughs> no, actually that's that's fair. Not even like porridge, like gruel.
1: I was thinking no, not gruel. <laughs> Come on. Porridge is great. Porridge is awesome. You can add whatever you want into porridge. Get some mixins going, some brown sugar, apples, nuts, Aww. some some cranberries and shit. Peanut butter, yogurt, bananas. yeah.
0: Overnight oats. Yeah. That's not even breakfast cereal. That's like, would you? No, that's not breakfast cereal. I wouldn't cereal.
1: eat oatmeal any other time of the day, would you? Yeah. When?
0: Lunch, dinner, constantly. What? Yeah. We are breakfast no. for dinner, people.
1: Like it's anarchy. You,
0: you're not super hungry, but you should eat. We'll have like oatmeal or cereal for supper with like yogurt
1: all the time. I guess mean, when you have a salad, not Quaker oats.
0: Sometimes you just want some cereal.
1: High protein, though. Good. Good for gains as well.
0: No. No.
1: No. 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 For real, it is oatmeal is very high in uh, fiber and in protein. protein. It, yeah, yeah.
0: In in fiber, I like I like an overnight oat personally. Versus an oatmeal. but uh,
1: I don't care for overnight oats. You don't like the cold? I like quick oats. Yeah. I like quick oats. I like them hot. I like them with peanut butter or mm-hmm. some brown sugar, drizzle of almond milk on top.
0: Oh, yeah. Almond milk all the
1: way. So Chop good. up some apples, some raisins, some mm-hmm. cranberries, some nuts, yep. throw them all in there. Sounds That's what delicious. It's got to be warm.
0: I was really upset. They shut down at the Starbucks by my work and I was devastated because they used to make the best oatmeal and it's not the same That's it's not the, I,
1: yeah because your work used to be where i used to live so that was my starbucks too right? Yeah. yes it was so it's good gone. yeah <gasps> i love that one i was
0: i actually wrote them a card because i was so sad they were closing because they were so lovely and they were really really kind and appreciative of it and i just felt so sad for them because they were great
1: i'm sure they're okay
0: They're fine, but still, I'm pissed because they make great
1: oatmeal for me. Yeah, it's weird to think of a Starbucks closing down, but then it's weird to think of a Starbucks fighting unions, and here we are.
0: Hey. (laughs) So obviously, what's our topic today, Ben?
1: Fuck, I don't know anymore. (laughs) I barely know where I am. Um, Wait, we don't do that now, do we? Do we? We usually do the theme song. Let's do the theme song. Let's do the theme song. Let's do the theme song. Here it goes. Ready and theme. Yeah. <smart noise> Welcome back. This is Dork Matters, a dorky podcast by dorks. Wait, fuck. Someday. Someday. Wait, I can even read it. There's a little icon here. A dorky podcast for dorks, not by dorks, but it is by dorks. It is. It's by dorks, for dorks, about everything that matters to (laughs) dorks. can't say that one anymore. (laughs) Welcome back to Dork Matters, a dorky podcast for dorks. I am your dad, Dork, Ben Rankle. And with me uh, in the usual fashion. Yeah.
0: Is Lexi your cryptic dork?
1: We have done, what will this be, 32 episodes now? Something like that, yeah. And uh, I still can't get Lexi to decide on whether or not she has a last name consistently.
0: No, I'm kind of, I'm I'm hearkening back to mid-90s sitcoms that had a different opening every single time. Like The Ellen DeGeneres Show, which, I mean, did not age, you know, just because Ellen's kind of a bitch, but... The Drew Carey Show, same, same.
1: It had a different opening every time?
0: It went through several different iterations of openings. There was like eight different ones or something.
1: Oh, you mean like per season? Like
0: one per season. Yeah, a different one per season. Okay,
1: so you're saying you're not going to use your last name at all this season.
0: Did I I not say my last name?
1: No, you didn't. That's what I'm teasing you about.
0: Oh, I didn't realize (laughs) that. Well, I'm like, sure. I'm The part that I can't
1: get you to do consistently is is use a a last name or not. It's not the changing up that of your of your whatever of your titular it's the, whatever. It's
0: The last name inclusion. It's the last okay, name. okay, I'll do it again. I'll do it's, it. Ready? it's on and off. I'll, I'll do it. Right, clean,
1: clean take. Here we and... go.
0: And Lexi, your cryptic dork hunt—that's a mouthful, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm. Sticking I with think it. you should use a last name. How are you ever going to become podcast famous if you don't have a last name?
0: Um, yeah, that's true. I mean.
1: You think the full... After what we did on the last episode, I'm really having to fight back just letting burps go. <laughs> Maybe no more soda while recording. Yeah, I got it. That's
0: why I picked water this time around, just in case. Yeah, that's clever.
1: Yeah, we, you know, and we just let it fly last time we recorded, which... uh but yeah, now I'm like, that's what I got comfortable with. I'm like, Can't this is a that. really easygoing way of recording and <laughs>
0: did you find I don't want to do that anymore. Now that we're like starting to open back up and move around the world, even though COVID's still happening, um, do you find yourself being like, no, keep it together. You're around other humans. Don't pick your nose and fart in public. Like I feel like no, I have it was to always gross. You're just going with it. Like caution to the wind, look out behind me.
1: I'm being a little jokey, but like as you can see by my beard, I haven't gotten rid of that. <laughs> And i'm really struggling we're going on a, a small trip come monday and uh yeah i'm like i should probably get rid of this i'm looking a little bit sketchy maybe i'll get through security better if i don't have a giant beard and like it's a lot of beard it's
0: that's not a lot of that's 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 a decent it's amount a of, beard. Lot of beard for me
1: uh, i usually have just stubble well. but it's gross it's gross and I don't know. I struggle. I used to never find like bodily functions to be humorous or funny. Uh Uh, And I cared very greatly whether or not those were performed around other human beings. And I don't know if that changed because of COVID or if that changed because I got older or if that changed because I became a a father. Uh To that point, my son tonight, getting ready to have a bath, Uh climbs up on a stool and declares that he needs to see his bum. So he turns around, he looks at his bum like, okay, yeah, fine. Good job. buddy. You found your bum. It's fun. But then he thrusts his ass out towards me and goes, smell my bum, dad, smell my (laughs) bum. And I said, no, I'm not going to smell your bum. That's disgusting. He's like just cackling.
0: Oh yeah, because that stuff is hilarious to kids.
1: Yeah, and then he gets in the tub and he's doing like a front float and then it's just like a little motorboat. He just starts farting in the tub, but he's like right on the surface of the water. So it's just like this frothing, bubbling fart happening and he's losing his shit again. He thinks it's hilarious. And I was like, I don't remember finding this stuff funny as a three-year-old. I think I've always thought it was gross.
0: As a three-year-old, you're like, "Well, fun is fun. Let's just wrap things yeah. up." Yeah.
1: So now, I, I don't know. He, did he get that from me? Is it from my my partner? Whose fault is this? Who did this? How did we go wrong so quickly?
0: Hey, man, farts are funny. It's cool.
1: But also, I won't shave my beard, and yeah, we just spent an entire episode of a podcast burping uh, at our at our poor producer. So, oh my god,
0: did he get it from me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> he got it from somebody. <laughs> Who just yells, smell my butt to somebody else?
0: I like. I don't think I've ever yelled that at anyone, so I don't know.
1: No, me neither. Yeah. We read a book once about a monster smelling like a fart, and I don't know if that's where it comes from.
0: Maybe he's like he's a smart kid. Maybe he just put two and two together and was like, butts make stink yeah. sometimes, and it's funny, so smell my butt.
1: I think that's it. Smell my butt. Oh, God. Smell your butt indeed. Uh, this is Dork Matters, as I said, and we are here to talk about cryptids as you... Have no doubt discovered. Obviously, yeah. So what's our line here? Let's let's set some parameters. Mm-hmm. I like to do that when we do this. Are we yes. talking like folklore style parameters for these cryptids or are we doing like anything flies? Like if it's a fictitious or mythical monster, are we rolling with it?
0: Yeah, because that's the way that I interpreted it. Because like when you first said it, I was like, I know what I'm going to talk about. And then the more we talked about it, the more I was like, ooh, I think that I have like a slightly different interpretation. So We could go with our different interpretations.
1: I'm happy to just roll and talk about monsters in general. uh,
0: Let's do it. For the
1: sake of conversation for this episode, cryptids, uh, Wikipedia gives us cryptids are animals that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild, but are not believed to exist by mainstream science. It's a pretty good cryptozoology Mm -hmm. is considered a pseudoscience. Yeah. Which primarily looks at anecdotal stories and other claims rejected by the scientific community. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, m- most famous of these these critters, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of them. Uh, so maybe I shouldn't just start rolling off with them.
0: Yeah, actually, the ones that I was thinking of, only one. Actually, no, that's not fair. Two were on the list
1: of the list of what
0: of of cryptids as presented by Wikipedia.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And some of the pictures on the Wikipedia, like there's one that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Do you know which one I'm joking? I'm thinking of.
1: No, I didn't, I didn't read the list. I just came here to read this definition for now. Okay. Is it Loveland Frog? <laughs> no.
0: It's Cause. the Ningen. Ninjin
1: ningen yeah oh, okay so that's a frog with two human legs like a a, a frost
0: a snow frog like a, f- a
1: frost, a snow frog with two human legs it's so I fucking funny love it. i love this it this is my new <laughs> this is my new favorite cryptid if
0: you saw that walking across like a subarctic you would shit yourself You're like what why is there a no, giant I frog shit myself
1: laughing I <laughs> and then die it would eat me i'm almost certain it
0: just like it looks slightly sad
1: it does look slightly sad uh is that like a characteristic of Mingans, or is that just this specific one? They're a is sad creature. A rough time?
0: Oh, I just—I I, that list was awesome.
1: Uh, so they're Japanese folklore, apparently, and it's uh, an aquatic humanoid whale-like creature. Huh. That lives in apparently sub-Antarctic oceans.
0: So that means it's big.
1: Yeah, it's big. I mean, if you can tell by Ugh. those thick thighs, it's big. <laughs> it's big. I feel like I might be related to Ningen.
0: <laughs> we are all Ningen.
1: <laughs> Ningen.
0: That list was awesome. Like looking through it, I was just like, well, this is
1: just delightful. I ended up uh, trying more to roll with uh, sort of Canadian cryptids more than – Okay. And I just went on a tear. It was more like like I wasn't intentionally trying to pick them. I just – one would lead to the next and I ended up just reading yeah. a whole bunch of – of Canadian cryptids uh I have a few that mm-hmm. are not but yeah um so are we doing this like our favorites or are we just talking about them
0: uh, I think let's just talk about them because mine's kind of a, a bit of a Wikipedia rabbit hole be- not necessarily Wikipedia because I came up with my favorite one and then it okay. turned me down this like whole path of the reason I love museums is because of cryptids
1: so you're into museums because of cryptids
0: yes Okay. Yeah. And there's a reason and there's like a couple different layers and reasons there, but we can get to it. So
1: I'm glad you remember. I don't know why I love cryptids or when they started, but I always have. I think I've just always been a scared little kid and mm-hmm. that fascination maintains itself through through cryptids. They're just so interesting. I like what they represent. I like their connection to yeah. morality and ethics and sort of like human learning entails. And I think that's what does it for me. I like that there's usually some sort of human foible involved with them. So what's your first one?
0: Well, yeah, I'm curious to know, like, I, I want to know, like, when do you think you first knew what they were? Because I think for me, my my first recollection is when we went to the Okanagan growing up and my dad was like, oh, we're going to see Ogopogo. And I was like, mm-hmm. cool, what is that? And that's, I think I must have been like seven. So would you say same, same?
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, something like that, going, going, uh, you know, all of those Canadian lake monsters uh, going through the the mountains as a kid, driving through the pass and looking for like a Yeti being told. Mm-hmm. I don't know who told me, it might have been my parents, but that like, you know, people see the Sasquatch out there <laughs> and I'd look for it yes, very intently oh, like yeah. at the side of the mountains as we're driving by and like convince myself I saw that. I used to do some volunteering as a kid with my family at a place in Calgary called Heritage Park, which mm-hmm. is, uh, if you know it, a sort of retro, how would you describe it?
0: It's a historical park. It's what the city looked like in the
1: 1800s. And, and so that place is haunted as F and nobody would really, I think, classify a ghost as a cryptid, but maybe, I don't know, oh. but there's so much like, so much ghost lore there at Heritage Park. And it always like freaked me out and fascinated me because, and this, you know, it always comes back to this for me. I grew up in a household that believed that demons existed yeah. literally. Um, mm-hmm. so ghosts existed literally for me. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure one or, or, or both of my parents at some point told me they saw a ghost or something like that. Um, even at Heritage Park. So I was always on the lookout for them and they're fascinating. And that like cold tingle you get when you, you get too focused on thinking about something like this. I think I've appreciated that. Uh, yeah. even though it terrifies me.
0: It's, it's fun to think about, but it's also scary.
1: Yeah. It's a yeah. little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. It's a little bit unsettling. And I guess, yeah. I mean, there's probably a bigger discussion about why do humans like to scare themselves, but I don't know. Cause I generally don't think I do, but I guess this is the very sad vanilla version of scaring myself that I'm okay with reading about not real monsters, <laughs>
0: maybe not real monsters. Probably. Uh, not real. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. Most of them are probably Problem. real. I
0: mean, I I, I kind of do believe that in some of the larger bodies of water there might be some type of really big eel fish thing. Sure. That one
1: or a leftover plesiosaur or whatever. Probably
0: not that, but you know, I don't. No? I think that's just too unlikely. But mm. I mean, I if something we found something one day, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like I'm open to it, but I do think that. There's weird shit in the water sometimes, so you never know.
1: Sure. Yeah, and I mean, you know, scientists, biologists, whatever, naturalists regularly find new animals and shit, um, but they use, you know, a methodology versus, as we mentioned before, uh, stories from your uncle Jake (laughs) who has lived on his own in the backwoods for too long drinking hooch.
0: Yeah, some of that moonshine. And uh, swears
1: he saw a (laughs) mothman.
0: And everybody does have that connection of, like, my friend's cousin's sister's brother one time said that they saw maybe the back of Sasquatch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Saw some fur in the woods once, and I'm pretty sure I knew who it came from.
0: More likely a deer was, like, walking on its pine legs and you saw Sasquatch. But the story is fun. That's what matters.
1: It is what matters. I mean, that's a very good point, actually. right storytelling narrative, like, you know, like the greatest art form that humanity has is sharing stories. And like, I don't need them to be true. I need them to be interesting and good and engaging.
0: Yeah. And, and I feel like that's what unite. And again, we've come back to this a few times, like that whole, um, here with a thousand faces book, talking about those commonalities between different stories, religions, folk tales, all those things across time and humanity. I love, love, love the fact that every culture in the world kind of has a similarity in that there's water creatures and they always yeah. prey upon the ch- like children and unwilling or people that aren't paying attention because people drown when they're not paying attention. And so I think that there's so many interesting stories about like water creatures that drag people down into the depths of the water mm-hmm. no matter where you go so long as there's a body of water historically in that place and so like my favorite ones are like uh, kelpies mm. from scotland i love that idea of like these water horses dragging people down under the water i think that's so fascinating but i wouldn't necessarily that that's say that that's a cryptid but something like that
1: is it kelpie yeah is kelpie folklore mythological creature cryptid i'm not sure
0: it's kind of everything
1: yeah, it's but hard to that's say. what I like
0: that world. So because
1: that's one of my favorite, like, sort of monster or folklore creatures as well. Is is uh, a water one known as uh, Kappa? Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, which like you get Koopas from Mario from, and um, you know uh, what's his name? From Animal Crossing. From Animal yep. Crossing, in <laughs> <and> his family, <laughs> yeah, it's just such a weird ass like demon, uh, like you know turtle tiger with a weird bowl on their head yeah. that's full of water
0: it's just so cool
1: and love to eat cucumbers like it's just fucking ridiculous
0: <laughs> but so awesome
1: yeah like just so silly mm-hmm. and yeah regional variances cross-cultural lore
0: mm-hmm. well and that's i watched this documentary about the history of the celtic peoples um because i was like I'm, I'm i'm historically i come from celtic bloodline I should learn about my people. Mm-hmm. And I saw this documentary that BBC put out, and it was like this eight-part mini-series, and it was fascinating. But one of the things that they talked about is, so Celtic people originated in Rome and around Italy, and then they moved up north. And Celtic people were all over Europe and parts of, like, northern Middle East all the way up to the United Kingdom. But they talked about how mythological creatures over time evolved. So imagine mm-hmm. that you're like great, 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 great grandparents, moved on foot from warmer regions where there were things like tigers and Mm -hmm. lions. Mm -hmm. And then you go far, far up north, and then you have this bowl with a painting of a lion on it, but you're like six generations removed. How do you explain what a lion is to a person who lives in a climate where like there's no such thing? And so that's why some people think that's where like the Celtic dragons came Mm -hmm. from. People trying to explain to their, you know, great, great, great grandchildren through images what those animals were. And I just love that idea of, like, these animals existed, but they evolved through storytelling and making sense of the world around you into dragons or what other mythical
1: creatures. Love it. It's very interesting. I love that sort of progression of storytelling as well. Fascinating stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow, I just found one called the Snallygaster. Don't know what that is, but love it. That's a great Flatwoods monster. I want to make cryptids. I want to just invent cryptids. I want to do a whole book of cryptids that I just make up for our region. (laughs) I Yeah,
0: I think that'd be awesome. Cryptid playing cards, like little, like instead of garbage pail kids, they're cryptids.
1: We could do it. Nothing's stopping us. Who's your first cryptid? Which one do you want to talk about the first?
0: I would like to talk about jackalopes.
1: Jackalopes. Hmm. Yes. Okay, we've talked I a little bit them. about jackalopes before. Yes. These are an yes. interesting yeah. one for me because my experience with jackalopes isn't necessarily as a cryptid. It's as a no. creature from America's Funniest Videos in a recurring bit or segment. In
0: this corner, of the jackalope. Saved by
1: the dumbbell. If anyone remembers that.
0: Hey, you never me, jackalope. Which was voiced by Danny Tanner, which is a very good impression of Danny Tanner doing... <laughs> The Jackalope.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, rest in All peace. Right.
0: Yeah, he was great.
1: Wait, wait, which one? Yeah, you...
0: no, Bob Saget passed yeah, away. Was, yeah, was,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Delightful,
0: delightful man. Um, yeah, I love, love, love Jackalopes. I find them fascinating. And little quick story. When I was teaching art, I, I taught ceramics for a while, and I would teach. So when you're teaching sculpture and ceramics, you basically start with a pinch pot. So like a little bowl. And if you put it on its side or upend it so the bowl part is up in the air and the opening is facing down, there's so many different shapes you can make. And I would teach kids how to make jackalopes with a pinch pot on its side. And then we would make, like, tongues and eyes and whatever. But I always made them look like they were graphically dead, like their tongues hanging out and their eyes rolled back. And they were comical because they were so cute they make them with big buck teeth and this big floppy tongue and these big ears i just thought that they were hilarious and these were like 10 to 11 to 12 year olds and they thought they were hilarious and then we go outside and we'd find like the perfect twigs for the antlers and one day i got called in by my boss and he was like technically speaking they're really well made but like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I find they're fun. Because we we just had to pick a theme for the year. And my theme was what we could find outside. And I found a twig that looked like an antler. And I was like, I don't want to make a deer. So I don't want to make a jackalope. And so we made jackalopes.
1: Are you familiar with the sort of origins of the jackalope? I assume you yes. did some reading about this before we came into Ooh, it. Because yeah. there's some truly horrifying shit. Um, the show Papilloma virus. <laughs>
0: Why don't you tell <laughs> the
1: you, folks about that? <laughs> did, did you ever want to see a rabbit that has some unnatural uh, horn-like protrusions growing out from its face like a fungus? Because uh, that's what you'll find if you Google uh, pap- Papilloma papillomavirus. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, uh, it's, And it's also terrible. fascinating. I can't look away. Uh, and yeah, you take one look at this and you're like, yeah, I could see uh, how that might... Uh, freak some people out and think that there's some sort of uh you know folkloric mythical uh rabbit creature out there these poor things
0: i know it's sad but that's not why i got into jackalopes i got into jackalopes because of the taxidermy side of things
1: i'm gonna throw up
0: i need to stop looking at them i can't can't stop oh Oh my god there's
1: illustrations dating back from like like to like the 1500s and stuff like that yeah
0: it's these poor poor little bunnies but Blah. that's no okay
1: no you're right i'm closing it Blah.
0: close it i love the idea so okay now we're going down the rabbit hole if you will so
1: <laughs> don't do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it the pun intended so in the early 2000s There was a movie called The Brotherhood of the Wolf. Did you ever see it? I know
1: of it. I don't think I ever watched it. It's a werewolf movie, right?
0: Kind of. Ish. And the whole premise of it, I'm just going to... Okay, spoiler alert.
1: Spoilers! Spoilers! (laughs) Fucking love... I love it.
0: It's a great movie. It's a... problem. Like, there's aspects of the movie that have not aged well, and there are some problematic themes... Um, but in the early 2000s, it was a movie cause there's some, um, really beautiful cinematography scenes in it. Like there's this beautiful scene in the rain where they're, um, they're having a fight scene and it's raining and they're wearing these really high, um, coats. Anyway, it made, it's beautiful. But the whole premise of it is it takes place maybe like 20, 30 years before the French revolution. This gentleman comes back from the new world where he was working as a French trapper, with an indigenous gentleman and then he brings his friend back to France and the two of them are hired by this small town to hunt a wolf that is killing the village children and I believe it was based on an actual event that happened in France um, around that time frame and lo and behold it turns out that this wolf is actually um, a lion that's been taxidermied and made up to look like something it's not because that was a big trend during that time frame when the new world was discovered which it wasn't discovered people were living here whatever
1: i appreciate you taking the time to say that i'm watching some shows recently that are really very manifest destiny blah 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 oh. whatever like ex- specifically it's uh for all mankind which is one of my favorite shows but like yeah they really take a uh You know, we're the discoverers of the frontier, blah, blah, blah. No one was here. We had to work real hard to make this land something habitable. And it's like, okay, settle down.
0: That upsets me so much because there were very vibrant, celebrated cultures in North America for hundreds and hundreds of years before Europeans colonized it.
1: Uh, What is that thing that you are making me think of? The ones that they've just like more recently discovered, like these massive cities that existed that were- Mm
0: -hmm up and down North and South America, there's um, tons of evidence that there was both nomadic and settled peoples that had incredibly advanced civilizations. Mm-hmm. And people that came here and were like, oh, I have to civilize them just demonstrates how little those people knew and then continue to know because there, there was lots of great things here way before Europeans ever set foot on land.
1: With that caveat, that tangent, uh, I appreciate Taking the time to talk about—I'm not joking. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah,
1: we gotta, we gotta call that uh, out and talk about it. It's—we
0: uh, gotta talk about it. We can't yeah. just
1: glaze it over like we normally do, as a society.
0: Well, and like facts are facts, right? Like that's what's up.
1: Facts are facts. That's what's up, bitches. <laughs> I don't say bitches. I don't like bitches. It's a little bit gendered. B
0: words, no. Yeah. So in the movie a big part of it is taxidermy. And so one of the main characters brings back this fish from Canada that has fur and the fur fish the fur fish.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's known all over Canada. It's a, it's a real fish that many people have seen. My uncle Jake included, uh, in the, in the backwoods.
0: I think there's so many of the fur fish around that people, it's the running joke. Like, of course there's fur fish, the water's so cold in Canada that the fish have to grow fur. But anyway, It it talks about how, like, the movie really kind of highlights how these Europeans were always trying to outdo each other with, look at this cool shit that I got from the new world. Mm -hmm. Again, not the new world. And eventually, you've seen all the things. You've seen a beaver. I've already got a beaver. Ben's got a beaver. What next? And so then people were hired to taxidermy the shit out of these corpses of these animals to make them into these really grotesque creatures to up the ante And be cooler and cooler and cooler. And so there was all these people collecting these really messed up animals that were augmented by tax And so that's one of the reasons I love Jackalopes is because it's kind of indicative of the folly of colonizers that like, you dumb white people, (laughs) you have to hire someone to desecrate an animal so that you feel special. And then people just believe that those animals were real because someone told them. And no one ever looked into it. So, anyway, that kind of set me down a spiral. And then it brought me to have you ever heard of the Museum of Jurassic Technology?
1: I have not. Okay.
0: It's amazing. It's in San Francisco. It's a real place. And it's a museum dedicated to the education of the strange and unusual. And everything in the museum. It's now
1: on my to do list. Everything
0: is real in it. There is no falsehoods. It's all real. But it's about like the history of weird events and things throughout time. But it also kind of tongue in cheek points out how stupid museums can Mm. be. And that like sometimes they're great institutions that support culture and other times they're institutions that support, you know, the stolen goods. And
1: yeah, exploitation of cultures, stealing artifacts for monetization not giving
0: them back and yeah so it's like they're they're such an odd place like I both love and hate museums like I love going to museums I'm a history person I'm an art person but every time I go to them I'm like should this be here should we not give this back to somebody yeah and I think people are starting to do that a little bit more but so that's why I love jackalopes is a long long story about my love of
1: jackalopes yeah you got us back there and that's why you love jackalopes? <laughs> the, folly the
0: folly of white European of... culture.
1: <laughs> Cult- culture is not the right word.
0: White, white,
1: white European supremacy.
0: Yeah, colonial natures, and I just, I, I do have pictures. I do, I do still have a jackalope, and I'll, I'll take a picture, and we can put it.
1: On. You have an actual jackalope. More importantly, though, I think the big reason you like it is because me, me. <laughs> get, like Rest in peace. That is my gremlin voice. When <laughs> I really uh, when I DM for Dungeons and Dragons, that's the only voice I do is gremlins. <laughs> Ew,
0: it's kind of creepy.
1: Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. See? Yeah. Well, it's goblin, not a gremlin. Goblin, goblin, goblin. Oh. I don't think there's. Aren't there gremlins?
0: I don't. They're gremlins i think they're goblins yeah
1: goblin voice that's my goblin voice i wish goblins I, I don't even think of goblins as a cryptid
0: no they're their own thing i
1: really just yeah i just want to talk about ningan now but let's move okay. on to one of my what actual choices What do you got? Um, i came across this while i was doing my like looking into things and it's called the honey island swamp monster
0: <laughs> okay i'm looking this up right now the honey <laughs> yeah. island swamp monster
1: yeah also known as the cajun sasquatch <laughs> Lebèt Noir. Yeah. It's an ape-like humanoid cryptid uh, creature similar in descriptions to Bigfoot, you know, crossed over with like swamp monsters, swamp thing or whatever. (laughs) And it is specific to this area uh, in the St. Tammany uh, Parish, Louisiana, 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 Louisiana. Louisiana. I need to say that authentically.
0: How do
1: you say that? Louisiana, (laughs) I don't know, Uh, called Honey Island Swamp.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It's very interesting.
1: It's all over the place too, the different representations of it. And so just the name here is what got me and why I wanted to talk about this one. Because there are like, there's archetypes to to, to cryptids and the, and the Bigfoot, you know, Sasquatch, Yeti archetype, you know, it encompasses a lot of different monsters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've always loved Bigfoot. Like I mentioned before, like just looking for, you know, Bigfoot or Sasquatch going through the going through the mountains uh, on my way to BC. But this is like maybe the most interesting take on it just because of the name and and the anecdotal evidence. I ran into a subreddit where people are talking about how, you know, so-and-so's uncle came face-to-face with it and shit his pants and described it and, yeah, oh, yeah, I know about this creature. If you live in this area, you've met it before. Everyone claims to have met a honey monster, Honey Island Swamp Monster. Oh, my it's just wild. and yeah, yeah. The look is interesting. It's like I said, a Bigfoot crossed with like swamp thing, kind of
0: like a hog almost. Lots of the art here have it kind of blue.
1: Yeah, yeah, blue gray. I've also read about it described as sort of brown or mossy lichen, lichenish. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's just a swamp Bigfoot. It's it's great. I love the idea of it. And again, what really sells it for me is just honey, honey Island swamp monster. <laughs>
0: Honey Island Swamp Monster. Here's a child's
1: drawing of it. It's like an ape with a lizard head. It's, it's great.
0: Well, the pictures are awesome. I especially like the one of him kind of playing a banjo and leaning up against...
1: I don't think I found that Like another swamp creature. Uh, please save that and send it to me. It'll That's probably be the art for this episode. <laughs>
0: it's yeah it's sitting with a raccoon and he's playing a banjo and wearing a cowboy hat
1: lovely creature from the black lagoon crossed with yeah swamp thing or man thing from comics with bigfoot it's wild and just so specific yeah. so specific to this one area i like that uh also known as the Rugaroo.
0: now do you think that is this like a small community that was like we need tourists what if we had a swamp monster and that kind of brought people there. It's
1: hard to say. The first claimed sighting was in 63 by Harlan Ford, a retired air traffic controller who was a wildlife photographer as well. And then uh, he passed away in the 80s and uh, some people, I, I guess, found a Super 8 film showing the creature among his belongings. I mean. Uh, yeah, exactly. The same way that, you know, most cryptids and, and UFOs get, get filmed. <laughs> I'm sure it was stunning quality uh, conclusive and undivisive.
0: If I, like, that's something that I would do. Like, I would take a whole bunch of, like, weird pictures of, like, a fake monster and then just never say anything about it and then leave it somewhere that I knew was going to be found after I died. See, I'm
1: the opposite. Not the opposite. I'm different in that I would take a bunch of creatures, uh, pictures of something that I had convinced myself was actually a monster or something in the woods. And I'm like, I can, I know it's real. It's real. They also claim to have found unusual footprints, blah, blah, blah body of a wild boar whose throat had been gashed the only thing that could do that is a swamp monster
0: (laughs) absolutely nothing else out there can only be a swamp monster
1: (laughs) so local lore tells of a train crash that occurred near the swamp in the early 20th century uh in which a traveling circus lost chimpanzees who adapted to the environment oh
0: that's a good story
1: could offer a potential explanation as to the creature's origins. So they're swamp monkeys.
0: That's a great origin yeah, story. Why is there no comic about that? That's awesome. I don't know. It's That's great.
1: Honey Island Swamp Monster. Uh, yeah, a new favorite. That's great. Absolutely love it. You got another one for us?
0: Well, I like I've already kind of mentioned it, but I, I like a good um, sea creature. And so uh, Loch Ness Monster, Nessie. I didn't know that there was yeah. another um Canadian swamp creature. Like there's so many. So there's, there's more Igo Pogo.
1: Ogopogo, Igopogo, uh, asoyos yeah. whatever, a Soyuz Sam or something. Yeah.
0: There's so many. There's um Manny Pogo. Guess where that one's from. Uh,
1: Manitoba. Winnipogo. Manitoba. Wait, how can you have a Manny Pogo <laughs> and a Winnipogo?
0: It's I guess it's a nickname. But I I love the sea creature aspect of big bodies of water I think that's funny because yeah it's I love the idea of a lake until I'm in a lake and then I'm like I can't see the bottom and sometimes people think of a lake and it's you know it's a body of water and I can see across the side of it there are lakes in Canada and maybe listeners wherever you are in the world do you have lakes like this but some lakes in Canada are so big they look like the ocean and when you get kind of out into the middle of them, they're scary because mm-hmm. there's undertow. They're they're actually quite dangerous. And mm-hmm. to think that there's creatures, like, of course there's creatures living in it. I wouldn't be surprised. But um, I kind of hope that it's real that there are these, you know, ancient beings living in the lakes that have, like, their brethren across the world that govern the lakes of other plate. Like I just, I love that idea that there's
1: council of the long neck dinosaurs.
0: Yes, that would be so awesome. Like Land of the Lost, but in Canadian lakes. Yeah. <laughs> and Scottish locks.
1: No, it's uh, and uh, and and French lacks. Oh yeah. Since we're doing that, good,
0: good. Lac, lock, lock, lake.
1: Lac, lack, lock, lock, lake. <laughs> Get it? Got it? Good. <laughs> Um, yeah. And you were saying like the, some of these lakes and stuff are humongous. Um, yeah. And Aso- Asoyas is like I think one of the the warmest lakes in Canada mm-hmm. too.
0: That's great. Yeah. So
1: of course it has a monster in it. On the other end of the spectrum, if you don't mind me ping-ponging off of mm-hmm. that, is one Do of my it. other cryptids that I found out about that I really wanted to chat about because it's kind of cool and it is called the uh, Kenosu monster.
0: kanosu monster, I've not heard of it. What is it?
1: Yeah, so it's not the same type as like your typical lake monster, but it's from Cold Lake, and I believe it's Dene uh, in origin. But it's it's just supposed to be this giant, almost shark like shark like in size, but it's actually more of like a uh,
0: oh. a
1: pike, I guess, in in the type of creature it is.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, that's, I'm looking at a picture
1: of it. Yeah, it looks like a pike. Yeah, and and that's one of those cool things where, like, yeah, a large sturgeon or a pike, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, bites a boat in half and people never see each other again. But Cold Lake is one of Canada's largest and deepest, and, and if you'll appreciate the name, Coldest Lakes, I guess, that isn't frozen. <laughs> so it's cool, like, you know, you can't find out what's underneath there. But yeah, lots of cool legends uh, about, you know, people that are paddling canoes and to the shores. It's, you know, from a local tribe, uh, one of the nations there, I should say, going to visit a young uh-huh. woman he hoped to marry and uh, was told to stick to the shores as a safer way to travel, but, you know, decides to go straight across to cut down time in, in meeting this, this woman. And just as he's getting into view of her, this giant creature, the Kinosu monster, you know, leaps out of the water, bites the boat and half swallows him whole. And the woman's standing there helplessly on the shore watching him die. Oh. And, you know, then uh, the tales just keep going after that.
0: It's And there's some pretty epic pictures of people holding giant yeah, real fish from cold lake that i could see why you would think that this is yeah like a sea monster
1: yeah so why couldn't one get big enough and and take a bite at somebody you
0: see that like when they find those like um greenland sharks that are like 600 years old like why not they're
1: or any sort of deep sea creature that's just lived too long and had too long to grow (laughs) well
0: you see like uh it'll have like it's a a harpoon from 1862 in it, and you're like holy crap it's just been swimming out there this whole time and nobody knew with
1: a grudge that's one of the best things about the Jaws oh, yeah. movies or the sequels specifically is the uh, migrating patterns of revenge that they go on <laughs> who's our next monster <laughs> cryptid
0: um i feel like that's kind of it for me those are like my, my big ones like i was gonna say bigfoot too and But all the different sea serpents, I will say looking through the list. Oh, no, no. I thought of another one. And it's on the list. The Chupacabra. What's wrong with me? Oh,
1: yeah. The Goat Eater.
0: Because there was this Calgary punk band back in the day called Chicks Dig It.
1: Yeah. uh, Come on. Yeah, everyone knows Chicks Dig It.
0: Such a good song. That was the greatest song. One of the best music videos. And that kind of got me hooked on this whole notion of a Chupacabra. Succubus drinking the blood of goats, and I like—I don't know much about it other than it's like a goat vampire, bat-like creature that's supposedly from—I think—is it Mexico or South America? But great, great song from Chicks Dig It. That's really why (laughs) I like it. It's just the song.
1: I'd say the the chupacabra is probably one of the more famous of the cryptids. Long history from what I understand. It, uh, maybe not as long actually. I'm just popping over to Wikipedia. It might have been 1975. 1970s, yeah. Okay, so this is interesting to talk about is that the idea of a cryptid, we have joked around about like making up our own cryptids for, you know, our region of the world. Yeah. And, you know, part of the thing that makes me hesitant is going like, well, you can't really make a folklore thing start and stick at this point in time, uh, right?
0: Apparently you can. Apparently
1: you can. The goat sucker is, I would have assumed it was from a lot longer ago than 1975. Yeah. They'll just take some goats dying and suddenly.
0: Oh, this is good. Do you see? So there's the Ozark Howler, which is a related, similar kind of urban mm. legendy cryptid. Um from the Ozarks, obviously. But again, it's in December, 2015. There you go, Ben. Wow. We can invent some cryptids.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to invent cryptids. We're going to do this <laughs> spinoff podcast we've talked about, which is all yeah. going to be a cryptid, a uh, the Cryptid Nomicon, if you will, something like of that. Canada. <laughs> oh, wow. I would have assumed the Jersey Devil was more recent, but it's not. It's much older.
0: Mm, how old is it? I'm trying
1: to find exactly, but there's a drawing here that says 1909.
0: Wow. Okay. So f- quite a bit older. But there was
1: also, it was referred to as the Leeds Devil previous to that. So it's even older. Oh, wow. Mm. 1700s, even earlier. 1600s. Oh, a,
0: oh, yeah. Look at that. 1716. It goes
1: way back. It doesn't become the Jersey Devil for a long time, apparently. And, and
0: what is it, Ben? What is the Jersey
1: Devil? The Jersey Devil is, uh, wow. Do you want me just to describe describe it? it? It's hard to say. Is
0: it a? Is it, is it a goat bat?
1: It's a goat bat. Yeah. You know what? You summed it up nicely. I was like, I can't. How do I describe this motherfucker? It is a goat bat. Uh, it is a horse or goat-like head with a leathery bat wings and apparently walks on its back hooves. It's, it's bipedal.
0: Okay. But then again, like I feel like someone in like 1674 saw a goat being a goof butt walking around on its hind legs and was just like Leeds Monster like no that's just a goat being nah, an idiot
1: Or was one of those weird cultists running around with like a cape and a goat head on their head and scared somebody
0: which was very common at the yeah, time as we well, all know we all
1: know from horror films they were all culting it up out there <laughs> they all came and stole land in North America to try to Talk about their virtuous Christian ways, but they were all no. psycho cultists.
0: I liked the idea of the Jersey Devil. Like it's just it, that one is. It sounds creepy as shit.
1: It looks evil in a way not all monsters do. There's something really unsettling about it. You know those old like paintings that you'd see in art school that were like all the the like people being murdered and tortured in in hell by oh, those yeah. weird creatures.
0: Like the, oh, um, what's his name? Like Umbeko?
1: Yeah. So this dude looks like he'd be in one of those paintings with a pitchfork shoving it up somebody's ass. As they did in those paintings.
0: I have to look it up now because I I don't get. (laughs) um, So, yeah, there's the Garden of Earthly Delights by Hieronymus Bosch, which is one of those ones where you're like, oh, my gosh. It's like, where's Waldo for really messed up, like a baby is eating a demon snake.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I can't look at these. They make me have nightmares.
0: <laughs> fucking awful.
1: But yeah, terrible. this is exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. It's Barfsville. The fuck spends time it, drawing this? You fucking sicko.
0: It was from the 1500s, too. I love the idea of like, sorry, guys, I got to go home. I got to work on my really messed up painting that shows like demon bats eating puppies. <laughs> like, what?
1: Fucking. 1500s though, he could have just been trying to draw a cat and they just didn't know how to fucking draw animals back I then. I
0: love, okay, can I just side tangent here as we love to do? My favorite drawings of all time are like dark ages, one point like where the person is in like the weirdest position. It looks like they're squished between a piece of glass. Yeah. I love the paintings of cats and dogs from these times because with they're... like
1: human faces. <laughs> yes, they're
0: Does so Does this make weird. you think
1: of uh, what we do in the shadows yeah. with the little fucking human face cat? Because <laughs> like... That's what they look like. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the origins of cryptids, and you're talking about how maybe like people just couldn't make sense of what like a tiger was. Yeah, but it's more than that. It's because nobody could fucking draw, so they can draw like these <laughs> shitty ass tigers And the guy's like, "I've seen a tiger. That's not it. What the fuck is this? Oh, we'll I call it, it, it the the Moomin monster <laughs> or whatever." Because none of them could fucking draw. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Like these fucking animals from the 1500s or whatever.
0: I don't understand how people could build these monuments, like these structures that persist to this day. They're thousands of years old, but they couldn't draw a cat face. <laughs> Fuck. And part of me is like, but I get that at the same time too, trying to draw comics and illustrations. There's days where you're like, that's what the cat looks like. That's just <laughs>
1: that's what it looks like. They can as I used to say when I was drawing comics, <laughs> and not every not every drawing could be perfect, or else you're gonna be at this all, All <laughs> the time. Like all day. You'll never get done. You gotta sometimes you just gotta move on. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: That's, you know what? All your characters are just wearing oh, mittens. Fuck.
1: Yeah. Wait, hold up. Let me show you the picture of this fucking elephant. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker.
0: Oh, this is, medieval art is hilarious. What is wrong? But then, like, do you ever think, too, Jesus. of like, what if that's what elephants looked like?
1: Don't tell me this. Yeah, they've just changed over the years. I feel like they'd...
0: they evolved oh, to not have human scary faces Jesus. and a giant long trunk.
1: What is that trunk? It's fucking psychotic.
0: It looks like somebody was trying to draw a tornado and then put it on, like, a, a
1: child. What causes the tornado, Icheb? Why? The great elephant, elephant from the continent. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe look at some of the pictures of, like, oh, no, nothing is better than that elephant. I'm not even going to try it. That's amazing. That's the greatest thing I've seen there.
1: Of course we have cryptids. Oh. Look at these motherfuckers' inability to draw from life.
0: Okay, I want you to try to guess.
1: Oh my God, and they just get grosser and grosser. Play play along at home. Google Google medieval animal drawings. You will have a blast. We will put these in the show notes. I promise we will put these in the show notes.
0: Look at this cat. How is this a cat?
1: Yeah, I was trying to send you that same one.
0: I thought it was more like a monkey.
1: Whatever that is, it is not a cat. But, like, there's just a slew of these.
0: It's just... Anyway, okay, so that's...
1: What is the origin of cryptids? It's medieval (laughs) folks' inability to fucking draw. (laughs) All monsters originated in a shitty shitty tapestry from, like, 1492.
0: They were trying to draw (laughs) a children's picture book, and it just ended poorly forever.
1: (laughs) It's just... Did you really have to hire your brother... (laughs) Like, we're supposed to be be hiring the best artist we can find. And you just chose, you chose old Flint. (laughs) Ichabod Flint. (laughs) And he can't draw. We all know he can't draw. He needed the money. He got kicked out of the army or whatever.
0: I think that there was like three jobs back then. It was like mason, carpenter,
1: army. Yeah, and shitty artists, (laughs) shitty animal artists. You cannot look at a picture like the Ningen and say that did not originate. via a shitty drawing from the Middle Ages. Well,
0: anytime anyone ever is like, I'm not good enough to draw, I want you to just take a quick boo at the medieval <laughs> drawings of animals, feel good about yourself, and then get to draw i
1: like, don't get me wrong, I fucking love them, but they're awful. And it like, is a very <laughs> clear connection to me now that this is how we got monsters and, and cryptids and shit. <laughs>
0: Say that the ningans calves are amazing <laughs> yeah.
1: did you see that thing's yes. legs they're, they're solid they
0: go on for days they're great they days, but you know days. what if you've ever tried running on sand or snow it's a good leg workout so that thing yeah. probably has incredible calves and thighs crush a watermelon what the
1: f- we just got into a very kinky different episode
0: i have a friend who always said that she could crush a watermelon between her legs and then someone one day actually put her to it and she did she crushed that thing just i
1: don't think it'd be that hard do we need to do a tiktok
0: <laughs> yeah Ben you try to I'm, crush a watermelon between your thighs oh, i have
1: super strong legs i think it's like zero problem for me to just destroy a fucking watermelon between my legs just like sopping. and messy juice everywhere seeds
0: you just got to put a tarp down or something
1: it's summer boys
0: do you eat it after if you crush something with your legs is it like you're just I'm gonna... Not gonna
1: eat it somebody else's thing they can they can make me an offer
0: <laughs> careful this is the internet that could actually yeah. like someone out there would be like well I'll don't offer me a good no, time it's,
1: it's bidding we're gonna <laughs> get this on my our dork matters only fans <laughs> Crushing. This freak. is behind
0: the paywall.
1: <laughs> All right. We need to do it's mid it's mid show. We've been yep. recording. This is gonna be a long one. This is gonna be a long one. It's who's that Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> who's I know that exactly, Pokemon?
0: Are you picking? I know exactly what uh, you're gonna pick.
1: <laughs> you do not. I do. Shut up. You <laughs> okay, don't do know it. me.
0: Do it, do it, do it.
1: Okay, I'm gonna describe it for you. Um it is It's the Nicken. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't want it to be but it has to be. It has to be. I was trying to choose a different one which was a medieval cat playing the bagpipes. It's a fucking psycho. Uh, just so gross looking, but it's the ningen. Yeah. It's the ningen. How could it not be the ningen? Look at the ningen.
0: Oh, it's just this thing is a thing of beauty. I'm going to see it every time I close my eyes. It's a fever it dream. Is oh, I don't
1: want to. I will actually be haunted by the ningen.
0: Da-da-da.
1: I'm not. <laughs> It's the Ningen. That's our shortest Who's That Pokemon. How could it not it, be the Ningen after how much we've talked about the Ningen? It
0: looks like a lemon on top of Barbie's legs.
1: <laughs> yeah. It looks like something from Toy Story that, what, like, Sid made in his... <laughs> across across the yard at his... Weird
0: toy dungeon. <laughs> yeah.
1: I call it the Ningen. Buzz Lightyear's like, God, no.
0: It's wrapped in, like, fun fur.
1: Fun fur. <laughs> I don't like the term fun first. I had
0: this. Okay, this is going to sound weird, but just go with it. One time, my dad bought me a marionette when I was growing up, and it was called Flexi Lexi. And that's why he bought it, because he thought it was funny. But it was. That's unsettling. It, it was a white. I'll do a drawing of it. It was a white body with long legs and then a big, long, floppy neck. And you could make it walk, and it was the creepiest thing until this. Until the Ningen, because they're the same.
1: (laughs) You know what? I feel like we maybe don't need Who's That Pokemon to be in the middle of this show. I think we can probably wrap this up. There's a couple more I just want to hit briefly. Do it. um, Because Wendigos are one of my favorites. Um, The depiction that they have in uh, like BPRD and, um, you know, Hellboy, Mike Manola's stuff is awesome. And it made me love, love the Wendigo so much. Plus, it's one of those ones that's connected to you know sort of uh d- indigenous culture um and folklore different nations and it usually has to do with avarice and greed and sort of uh possession and 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 eating other humans and stuff like that so i love the Wendigo it's cool i love its sort of connection to human mm-hmm. nature um and i just love like they kind of end up looking more and more animalistic nowadays, but like originally they're just supposed to be like these wildly distorted, like stretched out, disgusting humans. Um, and I love that. So cool looking. Um, I'll see if I can send you a picture here. It's one of my favorite artists, Guy Davis, who did the design for this and it's so cool. We'll put these into, uh, our show notes links to these. So you can all see them.
0: And so here's the thing about wendigos or like skin changers or skin walkers and that i have a couple friends and colleagues who have in the past kind of said to me like that's an off topic like out of scope for white folks to get into because it's such a powerful uh concept to some indigenous people and i'm like i'm not gonna oh i was unaware I, of that well and i think like i don't i don't know I'm, this is what i've been told by some folks maybe that's it's only for them maybe it's for some people not
1: others it certainly wouldn't be the first time where uh you know right. <laughs> white people have taken something that meant something to another culture and turned it into a a piece of pop culture to be bandied about without any discretion so you know i'm willing to walk back off of this sort of
0: well i think like it's and I'm I'm curious to know if if listeners out there if you you've heard something you know something you belong to a particular group of people where it's very meaningful and if you want to share that that's awesome if not that's fine it's not your job to educate white people um, but it's like the same with uh, Thunderbird and so I always thought Thunderbird mm. was very very sacred and it's something that's like off topic and you can talk about it but like to represent it as your own is something that's like very no no. But then to see Thunderbird on so many lists and people talking about their, I hate to say it, like their spirit animal being a Thunderbird, I find that kind of conversation just to be so inappropriate. And so when I saw Thunderbird on the list, I was like, oh, that's really, oh, shit, you know?
1: Yeah. Is it is it okay to take that piece of culture and make it into a cryptid monster for our amusement? <laughs>
0: right. Like it's a very important part of a cultural group's identity and we're just going to be like, oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. It's, I... I struggle with that one a mm. bit. The Thunderbird.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Like monstification of things that are actually sort of uh, sacred or yeah, not sacred may not be the right word, but like deeply held part of of, Meaningful. of, of belief yeah. and, and meaning, and then you know, cartoonified, if you will.
0: I mean, like, I feel like you go on ahead and make fun of Loch Ness
1: monster. You do it. Go nuts. Yeah.
0: Other things I feel like
1: Yeah. What are this? What are the Scottish <laughs> going to do? They're
0: going to leave England is what they're what going to do. You to do.
1: That you haven't done already.
0: Scottish independence is coming. Oh. <laughs> coming down the pipes, people. Um or not, I don't know.
1: Oh, apparently. <laughs> I got one we're going oh, Okay, on. what is it? I found out uh, the the defense against the kappa that that turtle tiger monster thing we talked about Demon. Yes. Uh, apparently it's farting. What? And that brings us full circle back to my son.
0: It was meant to be. We gotta end yeah. it there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just fart, and uh, there's a there's a piece of art by Sukioka Yoshitoshi called "Defense Against Kappa Repelling with a Fart." It's a great piece of art.
0: <laughs> oh, I just looked at it.
1: And uh, yeah, there's some pants down and a big. That is a fart too. That is a danger fart.
0: That's like a skunk fart.
1: That's like that. You're shooting something. That's a projectile. It's fantastic. <sighs> All this art beautiful art
0: man aren't people
1: awesome have you ever heard of a Xingtian tian before
0: no what's that
1: uh i guess it's sort of a chinese deity uh i heard about it in a kid's book about like called abc monsters and oh. i was reading it with my uh my older son and he just cracked up every time we got to it because it's like this headless man with like a face on his stomach and he just loves it but apparently it's yeah it's actually like a a Chinese deity who f- su- fights against the supreme divinity and uh, oh. does not give up even after being decapitated, blah, blah, blah. And it's another one of those ones that sort of pop culture ends up sort of becoming a a monster in the oh. more modern sense.
0: Did you ever watch uh, Real Monsters growing up? No,
1: no, but they covered the skunk monster slash honey, whatever, Honey Island one, I think.
0: Okay, because there was, I'll, I'll put it in like a link to it. There was a character called Crumb, and he is like a little monster that has a face on his belly, but he's holding his eyes up mm. in the air, kind of like the Pan's Labyrinth creature. And uh, I don't know, I just love monsters. Monsters, cryptids, yeah. folklore creatures, they're just so awesome. I
1: really do want to just make my own and start talking about yes. them. let's do it. Sounds like a really fun thing to do.
0: Next time on a special episode
1: of yeah, Talk Matters, we're gonna have to do it—the Cryptonomica. Canadian. Wait. Oh, I just realized that's—I think the name of a of a business from a an RPG, actual sort of play. Yeah, we'll
0: find it. We'll word smithing. It's it's good. It's, it'll happen. The Alberta crypto. We'll figure it out. Yeah.
1: I think I came up with some ideas before, but it doesn't matter. You know, it'd be cool. Just quit quit doing whatever we do and actually go in search of cryptids.
0: Ooh, let's do that.
1: Yes. Let's or at the very least pretend that's what we're doing if we make another podcast about it.
0: Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Yes, and.
1: Yes, and. And then we'll
0: bring along our most favorite guest of all time, Jordan Lane, who is brilliant.
1: Absolutely fantastic individual. Not to be confused with Nathan Lane or Leslie Jordan. Just a wonderful person that I am glad we've been able to speak with and have on our show and not confuse for other people when we're trying to make a joke. And I'm about to get a charley horse, so that's it for this show. Uh, Until next time, dork, 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 dork. Dork, dork thanks for listening to dork matters if you like the podcast subscribe give us a rating and tell your friends about us
0: if you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss tell us on our social media you can find us on instagram and twitter you can also check out original art and other content from ben and myself
1: we'd like to say a big thank you to yabra for the use of our theme song dance off of their astral ep as well as a thank you to jess schmidt for producing and editing our podcast Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters.
0: This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksika, the Begaini, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakota Nation, Sutena, and Metis Nation, Region 3.
1: For all of us here at Dork Matters, Dork 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 Dork.
0: Dork Dork.